It is good that we are here. This weekend I was with uh, some college women on a Sisters of Life women's retreat. There was a, a number of girls from ASU and other places and NAU. And if you've been on a retreat before, by the end, you, you often just feel more connected to the Lord. There can be more peace. And it's a feeling that you, you don't want to end. And so maybe you've had a different experience, maybe not on a retreat, but another time of connectedness and peace and fulfillment. And we didn't want it to end. And so Peter understandably says, this is great. Like, let's set up some tents and let's stay here. Like, I, I want to stay in this place that feels good. And I wanna, we want to affirm that because when we have that sense, that feeling, it's because that's what we were made for. We were made for a peace and a connection that will never end. And so that desire to want to stay in that place has been put in us because God has a plan to fulfill that. And so anytime we can experience a moment like that, it's good to, I mean, we don't, we can't physically hold on to it, but that's where the gift of memory can come in, that I can remember this, take the little picture in my mind and just remember that. I, I, I think about it in my own vocation story. People are like, tell me your vocation story. I was like, my whole life? What? No. Um, I was like, well, and I, I, I share a story about a time that, at the time it just kind of happened, but then I realized how pivotal it was that I was, that I was, I was discerning marriage and discerning priesthood. And, and I imagined this, okay, I'm, I'm imagining I'm in a chapel and I'm walking towards the front to meet my bride. And I get to the front of the chapel, and the Lord is the blessed sacrament and is on the altar. Jesus is there and the monstrance. And I find myself just fall prostrate before the Lord. And it's like, here's this girl that I can marry, but I just want to go all in for the Lord. I just felt, felt so loved. I felt so... I felt gift. I wanted to make a gift of myself to the Lord. And, and I find myself going back to that story. And, you know, that happened in a prayer period. And then I kind of went on. And, but I realized that was a pivotal moment that, that speaks to me of how the Lord was inviting me to give everything to him. And I just felt so united to the Lord. I share that with you that you have your own experiences. God willing, or maybe one day, but as we have those little moments, they're not, there's no fireworks. Jeez, there's some fireworks today, you know, with Jesus and the disciples. They're like, wow. But for us, it's not often fireworks, but those, those experiences that, that strengthen us, that give us peace. Like we want to, to hold on to them. And it's from that connectedness to God that a couple things happen. One is that from the cloud comes this voice, this is my beloved son, listen to him. That from our relationship with God, from our connectedness to him, he reveals our deepest identity. That we are his beloved sons and daughters. 
And it's important to be rooted in that because if I'm not rooted in that, I know in my own life I try to find identity in sports, like I wanted to be the best. I, and then when that didn't happen, I was crushed. I, I, in academics, it's like I, I want to be perfect and never get anything wrong, and then you get stuff wrong, and you feel crushed. So we can tell our identity is in something other than God when we feel crushed. So sometimes we don't know that we're doing that until it's kind of exposed and we're like, ouch, why does this hurt so bad? Because our deepest identity is as a child of God, something that doesn't come from anything I do, but who I am as, as God's creation. And that's important to hold on to because when I, when I feel like all this other stuff is gone, that I can, I can still rest in who I am. That's why when the prodigal son comes home, he's got nothing to offer. I have no money. I've dishonored the family. I'm covered in pig mud. And, and the father just embraces him with great love. And he puts the family ring on his finger because his identity of who he is has never changed. That you and I, that no amount of sin or distance could take away who we are, God's son or daughter, and, and he wants to remind us of that. And, and we're reminded of that most in prayer. The other thing that happens in prayer is when we feel, when we're trying to like figure out our path, like where am I going? Um, that can be really stressful. But when I feel the most connected to God, when I'm most at peace, what does the voice of God say to me there? When, when I feel most free, like there's no obstacles in the world, when I, when I feel most hopeful, what is God's voice saying to me there? What is he calling me towards? I, there was a student one time, and he came in really sad. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be a physical therapist. I'm like, that's awesome. He goes, I was accepted into the school. I'm like, congratulations, NAUPT is not easy to get into. And he said, I'm like, why are you sad? He said, well, um, my parents want me to be a doctor, a medical doctor instead. And so I turned down the opening. And, and I feel really, I just, I'm not happy about it. But when he thinks about PT, he was excited. He was hopeful. I know there's a lot of work, but I can do it. And so it's what voice am I listening to when I'm making decisions? Is it a voice of fear, a voice of pressure? Or a voice of hope and goodness for what is to come? When they get to the bottom of the mountain, Jesus says, okay, don't tell anyone, charge them not to relate what they had seen, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And so they kept, question, they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. That, some, that God, for whatever reason, God reveals his plan partially and in pieces. And it drives us crazy. Like, just tell me. You know, like, do you want me to go to this school? Do I, do I marry this person? Do I, like, it just drives us crazy. But that's just how God, God knows that we, we cannot take it all in at one time, perhaps. 
that perhaps, but God always gives us enough to keep us going. I, I heard somebody told me this quote, uh, I think it was Ernest Hemingway. They said, how do you write such great books? And he says, it's like going on a hike at night. The f- I don't know where I'm going exactly, but the flashlight always lets me know where to take the next step. That I don't know where it's all gonna end, but I know enough to take my next few steps. And so the disciples are invited to follow Jesus, even though they don't fully understand it. That, that when you and I, when we, we follow the Lord, like, I don't know what's going to happen. If you follow God into a vocation, right? If you're called to marriage, it's like, we don't really know what's going to happen. We can guess there's going to be blessings, there's going to be challenges, sufferings. We just don't know exactly what. And I think, it's interesting, this gospel, Mark, is different than Matthew and Luke also have the story of the transfiguration. And in those gospels, Jesus says, you know, the Son of Man will suffer and be killed. He tells them what's going to happen. And in this gospel, he doesn't tell them. And I think that's how God is with me a lot of times. You know, hey, Matt, go be a priest. It's like, okay. Like, but he doesn't tell me what's going to happen after that. And, and there's something good and bad. You know, if I really knew how, if we knew how difficult our life was going to be, would we still go forward? You know, sometimes it's like, Lord, I'm glad you didn't tell, you know, people who joined the military, they're like, man, that was really hard. Like, I may not have done that if I knew how difficult it was going to be. But maybe God knows that. And so he tells us just enough to keep going. But what does God tell us more than anything? Is it Jesus who chooses to go to the desert with us? That's what we heard last week. And now Jesus will choose to go to the cross. Why? Because that's where you and I are. That when we embrace our cross, that's where Jesus is. And, and like in our first reading with Abraham and, and Isaac, that God, when it says God put Abraham to the test, God knew how strong Abraham was. But the test happened so that Abraham would know how strong he was. That God invites us to these journeys, to this test, to the cross, the way of the cross, not so that he knows how strong we are, but so that we know how strong we are. And in that, know how weak we are and how much we have to turn and rely on the Lord. I... One of the things I was sent, well, when I was sent here to the Newman Center 15 years ago, they, the plan was, you know, to build a new Newman Center, which we're working on. And at times, there's been moments along the way where I felt a little discouraged. And I was like, wow, you know, I thought, I mean, God, look at, let's look at all the signs that God did along the way. And yet I thought it would happen now, like in my timing. And I'm like, man, it's just really hard to trust God at some times. And thank God for my staff, because the staff says, like, Father Matt, like, I trust in God. God led us on this way. He's going to answer. And it's going to be even better than we think. And, and I realized in that moment, like, wow, what little faith I have. And, and I realized that it's been through this process that my faith has grown that is precisely in the, the test that 
in the invitation to, to choose to go forward, to, to level up, that it's actually made me into the person I am today. That I actually needed the struggles. And in this struggle, I don't always realize and see Jesus with me, but he's been with me every step of the way. And I've learned through this process that even though I'm not at the finish line yet, that even though I still have sufferings and difficulties and a cross to carry, that I realize that this is the Lord's invitation today to say yes to where he is and what he's doing in my life. That while I wish I was up there, I was over there, you know, somewhere else, the reality is Jesus is right here. And he's inviting me to be right here too where I am and to embrace where I am and to keep moving my feet forward one step at a time with great hope of the glory that is to come. Jesus allows the disciples to see his glory because they're about to go through the difficult road to the cross and they might be scandalized, they might walk away. And so he gives them this glimpse of what is to come. And you and I are invited to hold on to those glimpses of glory that we've been given, to hold on to hope that it's worth it, that heaven and glory is worth it. And while we strive towards that, that the Lord is with us here today. And so while it'll be good one day to be there, it is good that we are here now.